today's episode is for therapists and other service-based small business owners who feel like not only are they doing it all, but they have to do it all. They can't figure out how and when to outsource, what types of tasks are even possible to give to other people, and how to decide if it's financially worth it. Welcome to Mind Money Balance, the no guilt, no shame podcast to help you get your mind and money in balance. I'm your host, Lindsay. I'm a financial therapist and coach, woman of color, and popcorn connoisseur. I am so glad you're here. Let's go. What I won't be covering today as I talk about outsourcing for small businesses is the idea of hiring somebody else. So if you are a coach, I'm not talking about bringing another coach into your practice. If you're a therapist, I'm not talking about bringing another therapist into your practice. That's an entirely different set of things to consider, and it's not necessarily outsourcing as much as it is bringing on a contractor or an employee. Today, I'm going to talk about my experience investing in six things that I am so happy I spent my money on and were beneficial for me as I outsourced in my small business. So the benefits here of outsourcing are really when you find yourself having more clients than in money and income than you do time. So at the start of your practice, you often have more time than money. And so you start bootstrapping or DIYing things. And that's just how it works. You want to be cognizant of how much money you are having or not having and therefore want to make sure you're making the most of that money. So you do it all your own. You do your billing, you do your website, you do your scheduling. And if you have a website, maybe you're writing your own blog posts, or if you have social media, maybe you're creating your own graphics on Canva. And if you have an email list, you're writing your own newsletters, the list goes on and on and on. But as your practice grows and as it fills, you start to have this beautiful thing that I like to call overflow. And that's where you have enough profit to then pay other people or other services to take on some of the work that is necessary so you can thrive. And outsourcing is might seem a little bit counterintuitive to spend money on something, but at the end of the day, when you spend money on something else, you actually help to control the costs in your practice. So if you outsource tasks that aren't your favorite or take you a long time, Paying somebody else to do that task, hiring a service to do that task, paying for an upgraded software system that can do that task often can provide a better return on investment. And it also allows you to focus on what you're good at. There are so many benefits of outsourcing, not just from a financial perspective or a time perspective, but also just from an emotional and energetic standpoint. It doesn't necessarily feel good to see, you know, 20 clients a week and then spend hours billing or emailing or calling or chasing down insurance folks when somebody else could probably do that for you. And that would give you that elusive work-life harmony or work-life balance that you've been chasing if you know that some of those admin tasks or tasks that aren't your favorite are getting done by somebody else. 
So I'm going to talk about the six things that I have outsourced and that I am so thankful that I invested in. Some of these kind of go back to past episodes, but I want to really talk about how I view them as outsourcing and how I also view them as really an investment for my business and how many of them are paid for, as they should be, (laughs) let me take that back, all of them are paid for through my business account because they are business expenses. So let's talk about the first one, having a website template for therapists. I have talked about Monica before on this podcast of Hold Space Creative. She is the amazing genius art therapist turned website designer for therapists, and she has these beautiful, hardworking websites that for me were a huge thing to outsource. I had used a Squarespace template before, and it was fine, except that that's not my zone of genius. I did not go to art school. I am not a designer. I have no real knowledge of user experience. So making my own Squarespace website, it looked like a Squarespace website that I built. And if you've been here a long time, you probably know that my very first Squarespace website prominently featured cabbage or lettuce. It was a green vegetable (laughs) at any rate, because I, like so many therapists, didn't want to show my face and wanted to have something cute that was a little bit different. I didn't want a stack of rocks or a bubbling brook or like some of those other cliched therapist imagery. And I'm also not shaming you if you have a bubbling brook or a stack of rocks on your website. Cabbage is no better than those images. But I was scared of showing myself on my website. And so I kind of hid behind that. And when I tried to look at other templates and updo it, update it myself, I found that I was spending so much time and energy trying to figure out the vision I had in my head and bring it to life. And when I purchased one of Hold Space Creative's pre-designed templates, I was able to get my website up and running in a beautiful way within four hours. If I didn't have website copy, that's the words on my webpage already written, or if I didn't already have professional photos done and a bank of images available, it might have taken me more than four hours, but really it was not bad considering having a beautiful and hardworking website. And then this past summer, in the summer of 2021, I hired Monica again to do one of her website reframes. And that's where she takes one of her pre-designed templates and does all the tweaking for you to make like a semi-custom website. So if you go to my website, mindmoneybalance.com, you can check out how it looks. So outsourcing that was huge. It has made a huge return on investment in terms of my business, which ties into my next thing, which is SEO for therapists. SEO is search engine optimization, and it is what goes into what pops to the top of the page when you type in a word or phrase on Google. And when it comes to therapists having SEO, particularly if you listened to last week and you are considering staying an online private practice or considering pivoting to an online private practice, you really need search engine optimization doing the work for you. The way that I kind of think about it is that social media marketing is great, but it's very, very quick. Most posts, depending on the platform you're using, last anywhere from 12 to 72 hours. That is a lot of work to put into something that is only going to last on the internet for half a day to a few days. 
Whereas search engine optimization means that the content that you write, the copy that you write, again, that's the words on your website, lasts literally forever. At the time of this recording, it has been one year since I invested in working with Christy Platinga of Therapy SEO. She and I worked together to find a keyword bank so that I could write blogs and optimize my podcast for search engine optimization. I also then went through my pre-designed website by Monica at Hold Space Creative and made sure that the headings, subheadings, and text on my website were also optimized for search engine optimization. So SEO, making sure that the words on my page made sense and would make sure that I got to the top of Google, really go hand in hand with having a hard working website because you can have a really good blog post on say, I'm just staring at my bookshelf on how to engage in EFT tapping to make more money. I'm making that up, but it's based off a book I'm looking at. You might have a really good blog post about that, but if the website is really clunky or if you can't get forward or backward when you land on that blog post, it's not going to be user-friendly and the people who land on that don't know how they can work with you. And that's why having a pre-designed website template can be really beneficial. So search engine optimization for me has been such a gift. It's allowed me to take so much more time away from Instagram and from other social media platforms. And it has made blog posts that I wrote a year ago, 10 months ago, six months ago, continue to keep working hard and keep driving aligned people to this very podcast or to my website. And from there, I'm better able to communicate with folks. At the time of this recording, I have almost 70 people, 70 people on a wait list. And I really attribute that to those two things of having a really good website and also having a website that's optimized for search engine optimization because people continue to want to work with me even though my practice is full. So those are the first two things I outsourced, and I'm so happy I invested in them. The next thing, I don't know how to to categorize this as outsourcing. I really want to categorize it as resourcing, and that is self-care. When you are a small business owner, you are the CEO, you're the CFO, you're the COO, you're the CMO. You are literally everything. You're a one-stop shop. You're a company of one, and you have to to take care of yourself. And for me, making sure that I am able to show up here (laughs) and to make sure that I'm able to show up in my therapy room with my clients, I have to take care of myself. And that means practicing everyday self-care or simple self-care. Ashley Davis-Burke defined simple self-care into two buckets of micro and macro self-care. And I think often when we're thinking about self-care, we're thinking of macro self-care, of making sure we're eating fruits and vegetables, that we're getting enough sleep, that we're drinking water, that we're moving our body in a way that works for our body's ability. But micro self-care, as she defines it, is, quote, practices that are simple enough to fit into your existing schedule, current energy level, and budget unquote. And for me, there are two people who've helped to remind me of the importance of micro self-care and also have provided 
courses and classes that have allowed me to practice micro self-care as a therapist. And that's Karen and Sharon of Resource Therapist. They were on this podcast about a year ago, and they will be guest experts in Grow a Profitable Practice from the Inside Out. They are two psychotherapists, and I am so honored to have worked with them. They aim to help therapists and allied healers feel more capable, inspired, and resilient in their work. And they do this through a variety of things. They have free meditations on Insight Timer. They also have the meditations on their website. And there are great ones for like after you have a really tough client and you need to ground and resource yourself or the times when you're just feeling kind of compassion fatigue or compassion burnout and how you can resource yourself. So they have those like micro in the moment practices that fit into your existing schedule, which can be really great. They also provide more thorough courses, whether that's courses on resourcing therapists or whether that's courses on trauma and trauma stabilization. And they do it so that people who work in spaces like ours, therapy and therapy adjacent spaces, can cultivate and sustain meaningful, balanced, and fulfilling careers. And so those are the three things, website, SEO, and self-care that I'm building in to my group coaching program, Grow a Profitable Practice from the Inside Out. This time around, I'm making sure that every single person that I'm bringing in as a guest expert is a person or people who I have personally worked with and can personally vouch for. That feels really good for me to say, I know that Monica's websites work. I know that Christy's content creation works. I know that Resource Therapist provides really beautiful courses and really beautiful ways to resource ourselves. So if you join this cohort of my small group coaching program, you will get access to their beautiful wisdom on web design, niching, search engine optimization, and self-care. So moving on to the other three things I don't regret investing in and outsourcing, accounting. (laughs) Accounting and bookkeeping for therapists is so, so important. It's so important to have a separate business and personal bank account. It's so important to make sure that your expenses are being accounted for at the end of each month. It's so important to make sure that your business is sustainable. If you don't like the word profitable, I encourage you to maybe change it to sustainable because Newsflash, even nonprofits have to generate revenue. If you are a therapist in private practice or in a similar field and are in private practice, you have to make sure that you have enough money to keep your business going. If you don't have that, you will not have a business and you will not be able to continue serving the clients you love to serve. So making sure you have something like QuickBooks, FreshBooks, to track your income and expenses is like the literal bare minimum. I have upgraded to using herd accounting. I've talked about herd accounting before, but I cannot recommend them highly enough because they specialize in working with and for therapists. And they also talk to you like a human. I know it can be really intimidating to talk to an accountant as a therapist. Oftentimes they're speaking in jargon and speaking in words that we don't understand, which sidebar a lot of us therapists do to other non-therapists. But with herd, they are super down to earth, not intimidating at all. They never make you feel like a question you have is dumb or wrong or bad. They just get it. And it makes it so much easier to work with a team of people who have therapist needs in mind. Um, 
So accounting and bookkeeping is something that I've outsourced. And the way that I engage with my accounting and bookkeeping because I use Herd is that they request monthly statements and they request monthly that you go in and make sure that all of your transactions are categorized appropriately. And if you have big purchases, you have receipts attached to them. So I'm doing it on a monthly basis. So when tax season comes, I'm not scrambling for a shoebox full of receipts. I've done it every single month. And the plan that I'm on gives me access to quarterly calls with an accountant. So I like to do those bigger check-ins to make sure that I'm on track for taxes. If things have gone up or down, I can let them know about differences coming down the pipe in my business. If I'm moving from let's say less one-on-one -on -one therapy and I'm more interested in doing speaking engagements, I let them know about that and, and we can kind of create a plan and strategy together. So that is accounting and bookkeeping. Another thing I've outsourced that feel really, really good about the other thing that I've outsourced and feel really good about is hiring a strategic virtual assistant. I think a lot of therapists think about VAs or virtual assistants as virtual receptionists, which they can be, right? A virtual assistant can provide billing services, email responses, answering phones, scheduling appointments, some of those day-to-day -day administrative tasks. And if you're finding yourself kind of bogged down by those things, then finding a virtual assistant that can do kind of reception-based work, that could be a wonderful fit for you. For me, I needed a strategic virtual assistant who could help me out with some of the things that were getting in the way. And as I mentioned at the top of this episode, these are things that I like doing, but they were just consuming far too much of my time. And that was doing things like repurposing my email newsletters into posts for Instagram or repurposing my blogs and podcasts into Pinterest content. So having somebody on board who has a background in and an interest in mental health care and in public health was the person that I found for me and the person that was a really good fit for me. But what they and I have done together is collaborated on social media strategy, on content writing, on graphic creation. And it has been such a gift to have somebody on board who understands my mission of helping people get their minds and money in balance and also is super proactive in making sure that the things that I'm thinking I'm communicating are being communicated to all of you. If you follow me over on Instagram at mindmoneybalance, you will see all of her work. She started with me at the end of June of 2021. And so all of those graphics and sound bites and clips and captions are all her genius. And the nice thing is now I can focus on writing. I still love writing my blog posts. I still love writing my email newsletters, but I'm no longer in the weeds of doing the formatting for them. And that is something that having a strategic virtual assistant was super helpful. And I've had people ask me, you know, how do you find a virtual assistant? There are so many different ways you can do it. Of course, you can use an agency who provides virtual assistant help. I did go that route in the past and did have good luck, but their prices just didn't make sense for me. And for me, I wanted to pay my virtual assistant directly. I didn't want them going through an agency. There are, of course, pros and cons of agencies. Please don't come at me if you, if you love an agency and have an agency that you work with. There's nothing wrong with that at all. But I think it can be cool to think about 
other students who are in similar fields. So let's say you need marketing help. You could look, if you're in an area where there's a university nearby, you could look for students who are studying marketing or graphic design or advertising and see if they have any interest in joining you for a paid graphic design assistantship. If you have somebody if maybe you need help with more of the admin side, you could try hiring a counseling or social work student who wants to go into private practice as a way for them to get engaged with the behind the scenes operations of running a private practice. So there are a lot of ways to find them. I have tried both. I think there are pros and cons of both approach. I've mentioned before when it comes to mistakes is holding on to somebody who's not a good fit for too long. So don't feel badly if the first person you work with isn't a good fit. Sometimes you have to get through a few folks to find the right fit for you. And the final thing that I have outsourced in my small business is upgrading to a comprehensive electronic health record. I have sung the praises of Simple Practices EHR, but that has made the back and forth emailing of scheduling new clients so much easier. It has made my billing so much easier. It takes me less than 30 minutes a month. It does so many of the things that I think a lot of us bootstrapping therapists do on our own, the back and forth phone calls, the back and forth emails. Um, they make it really easy and really comprehensive to use, and it has saved me so much time and energy. And it's just simple and easy for myself to use and for clients to use. I used a different EHR in the past that honestly, as I think about it now, was probably built for bigger practices like a psychiatry practice or a group practice, but it just was super clunky and not easy to work with and didn't talk easily to like billing, billing clearing houses. Is that the word I want to use? Insurance clearing houses. It did not make it intuitive to send and sign forms like, you know, releases of information, whereas simple practice just makes it super easy. So some considerations for you, I would think about what feels ethical to you. I personally am not a fan of like the four hour work week model where you hire somebody in a different country and pay them like four or five dollars an hour. That feels really gross to me. I don't do it and I don't recommend therapists do it. But of course, at the end of the day, you have to do what feels best for you. So think about what feels appropriate for you to pay somebody else and is also not going to impact your bottom line. So that's something to think about. Other things to think about is HIPAA, you know, making sure that if you hire somebody to do some virtual reception work that they are certified and or trained in HIPAA and know that they can't blab to their friends and family about who called you asking for services or about who emailed to reschedule things. You have to make sure that when you're bringing somebody on with sensitive topics like mental health care, that you have somebody on board who knows what's appropriate and inappropriate and understands the benefits and risks of doing virtual assistant work from that space. So again, the six things I have outsourced for my small business that I don't regret investing in are a website, search engine optimization, self-care, accounting, a comprehensive electronic health record, and hiring a virtual assistant. If you want help with outsourcing, if you know that it is time to outsource for your practice, but you have money mindset issues that are getting in the way of you safely paying somebody to take some things off of your plate, Grow a Profitable Practice, my small group coaching program, might be a good fit for you. We spend the entire first month 
talking about money mindset. Why is it hard to spend money on getting help? Why is it hard for you to take time for yourself? What makes it difficult for you to say, no, I don't do early morning appointments or I don't do weekend appointments. So really digging into the money, time, energy boundaries that so many of us therapists and other types of healers have really convoluted and complicated relationships with. And after we do all of that mindset stuff, then we get into how to set a sustainable fee so you can afford to do things like outsource tasks like this or purchase software or invest in a coach and things like that so that you can consistently and sustainably maintain your practice. Then I will bring in the geniuses of Hold Space Creative Therapy SEO and Resource Therapist to help you with all of their respective gifts. And every single person who joins will get a pre-designed website template from Monica at Holdspace Creative. So if you are interested, applications for this current cohort are due on Monday, February 7th of 2022. And we will kick off the following week on Valentine's Day, February 14th of 2022. Again, I highly encourage you to check out that webpage, mindmoneybalance.com slash profitable practice, where you can read everything or listen to everything and get your name on that application if it feels like a good fit. I know in the past people have asked me, oh, I don't want to do it now. Can I do it later? And my answer is maybe. <laughs> I run these when I have the energetic capacity, speaking of outsourcing, and also I raise the price every single time, not as a way to say like, hurry up, otherwise the price is going up. Like none of that false scarcity bullshit, but it's about Every single time I do it, I get feedback from participants about what worked, about what didn't, and tweak it, which is why this particular cohort is stretched out into five months where we meet more frequently at the start, and then we space out the frequency of our meetings to give participants time to implement what they've learned about fee setting, to implement what they've learned about niching, to implement what they've learned about search engine optimization, and build in a sustainable business practice along with the clinical work. So again, you can find all of the details on mindmoneybalance.com slash profitable practice. Neither the host or guests are rendering legal, accounting, clinical, medical, or other professional information. If you want professional help, please seek it out.